When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. New Bob Marley movie. Yeah, yeah. So biopics are huge business right now, but you got to take what they tell you with just a grain of salt because they're basically telling a true story, but they have to tell it cinematically. So basically they make stuff up sometimes. Case in point, the movie Bob Marley, One Love. It includes a true incident where seven armed men attacked Bob, his wife Rita, and members of his band in 1976. Several were injured, including Bob and Rita. And the movie, one of those gunmen goes to Bob's house a few days later and apologizes, and Bob forgives him. Well, that never happened. A Berkeley professor named Matt Jensen says the movie takes artistic liberties when it comes to that scene, or, you know, basically they just made it up. So I partially disagree with this assertion because okay. uh, the, the premise is wrong in that the guy didn't show up a few days later to apologize. It was like years later. Yeah. Okay. Like and, at least five. Right. If not more. And in that scene, you remember at the end, Ziggy catches a glimpse of that meeting between, yes. the, between the two men just as they're wrapping up and the guy leaves and he's like, who is that, dad? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, kind of blew it off. He's like, you know, you don't need to worry about that. Yeah, it was just like somebody looking for truth or something. Like it was some sort of yeah. embedded little message or something. How right. old was Ziggy in the scene? Uh, I mean, he was what? Maybe you guess six I or seven yeah. years old. I maybe said maybe eight. Yeah, eight. <laughs> but uh, but he's also producing the movie, and he does an introduction at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Marley family members are involved. So I'm not saying that, you know, they didn't allow that scene in for dramatic effect. I mean, my guess is, and this is why I want to hear from Ziggy Marley, I assume this means that Bob obviously forgave the man who shot him. Okay. Um, and this is but how was it in the form of, of the right, was it in the form of a meaning or? See, I think that maybe. Did they dramatize that? Yes. So maybe he didn't come to the house, but maybe he had conversations with the family about forgiveness. Yeah. Because that kind of seems like that was the person he was, would forgive something like that. Right. And so maybe they just portrayed it that way in the movie, but they had conversations about it. That's why I want to hear from Ziggy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well done, though. I We went on Friday night, and it I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. The theater wasn't it wasn't that busy, but just the music and the sound and and it, seeing it in the theater yeah. in terms of, just in terms of the music was yeah it was pretty great. cool and it didn't bother me at all that it wasn't 
you know, I was born. But are you ready I to go this. back to Montego Bay? I am 100% uh-huh. ready to go. And, I, and it's so funny because I was telling Scott, I'm like, you know, Jamaica's on the don't travel list. So if we go, we have to go back next right. year when it's like me a little more. <laughs> but we have a friend down there that's a like our cab driver because we've been three times and he's picked us up at the airport. I'm like, we need to message Shane and find out what's really going on with the unrest <laughs> and just see how it is. Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah. it's like they are telling you not to travel there. They right are now. telling you not to travel there right now. All right, we got to take a quick break. We've got more e news coming up, including uh, Madonna falling on stage again. We'll have that. And uh, Kate McKinnon reprising her weird Barbie for Jimmy Kimmel's Oscars promo. We'll have that and the rest of the day's e news coming up. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. You've heard them all. They all sound exactly the same. It's just... Right, and they have some kind of like really repetitive little melody over the top. Just over and over again. But they all have that same formula. But my favorite part of any techno song is about three quarters of the way through the song when they do that breakdown, where they drop the beat out, right? And then they slowly build it back up, right? Everybody knows it's coming. I would love that if that happened more often in other songs. The tail end of a church service. They just get that song, they're passing around the collection plate. Church is awesome. Where do you go? Techno church? It's an eight dollar cover, but it's worth it. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. It's Tyler Bowe. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. And Michael Keaton met his Beetlejuice return with a little hesitance and caution because he was consumed with it being done right. Yeah. He and director Tim Burton, who directed the original, decided early on that if they did a sequel, it had to, quote, feel handmade, especially with all the technology there is today, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said what made it fun was watching somebody in the corner actually holding something up for you to watch everybody in the shrunken headroom, you know? Yeah. Giving you a focal point and say, okay, those are people under there operating these things, trying to get it right. And when you when you get to do that again after years of standing in front of a giant screen pretending somebody's across the way from you, that's, that's enormous fun. Mm-hmm. So Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. It's theaters September 6th. I bet that's going to be fun. Yeah. I trust Michael. If he said it's done right, 
and did it right. I always have found him kind of sexy, I got to tell you. Michael Keaton? Always had a little bit of a thing for Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. the eyes. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was. It's, the, it's what he was in Mr. Mom. Or Batman. Your heart. Either that or Batman. <laughs> he was a great Batman. Mr. Mom. My sister and I loved <laughs> the that movie. The Mr. Wubby. Yes, yes, Mr. Mom. We watched it all the time growing up. I'd never seen Beetlejuice, though. I've only seen the Broadway show Beetlejuice, which they say is similar to the movie. Mm. Yeah. What was that movie he, was he, he played a inpatient at a psychiatric facility. Oh. Do you remember, what movie was and that? And they break that out? Was, and they break out, yeah. Oh, it what so, is, it's called The Dream Team. That's it. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> I remember that. Uh-huh, I thought he was pretty cute in that one, too. All right. So Madonna wiped out. Not good. This time it wasn't her fault, though. You can't really blame her. She was... At a show in Seattle at the Climate Pledge Arena on Sunday. And she was sitting in a chair when one of her dancers came from behind, leaned the chair back, and started dragging it across the stage. Dancer slipped. They both went down. Madonna played it off well, though. She kept pretending to sing, and her pre-recorded track never skipped a beat. (laughs) This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, you can hear her laugh and talk. Uh-huh. It's funny. That is funny. Hmm. It's like I wonder, I remember us talking to, to Drew Lachey about that before, about the track playing while they're singing, and at times the track is playing loud, you know, to help support what they're doing live, and other times it's not as, like, I wonder if she uses a lot of track when she's singing in just a little bit natural voice, Mm-mm. and on, or is it all? It, it, can you tell when that we it's saw just her? Mostly it was tracked. mostly tracked. Yeah, well, when I, I saw her in Louisville years ago, but I don't. I don't really care. You know, I mean, I don't know because I feel the same way about Britney Spears. I mean, she's one hundred percent tracked. I just got so much way more respect for you if you don't track. Right. Like Usher is a great example of that. Uh, or Pink. Pink. When oh she's my spinning. God! Is she spinning upside down and she's still singing? Yeah, I mean that. Just how do you not watch that in awe? Right. Of Meanwhile, the fact that they're able to pull that I, off. When I saw Britney Spears in Columbus a decade ago and sat in the last row of the upper deck, I could <laughs> see that her voice wasn't matching the song. Yeah. yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I don't care. I like just watching her perform. You and just dance like the show. And, yeah, I like mm-hmm. the experience. Yeah, Madonna's different though. To me, I didn't feel as sold on the experience when I saw her. Like she does a lot of rolling around on the stage and holding the mic to her mouth, and it just feels odd. Hmm. Like if I were a singer, you know, if that was if that was my talent, that was going on tour, you know. 
if, if there was going to be a track, like I would want it to be backup vocals, obviously. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I'd I don't know. Sing. Like, right. I would want to sing. I mean, that's the thing about live performances is that they sound slightly different and more real than this than this manufactured studio version. Yeah. So you would give up if you went if you went to see Madonna, you would rather her stop all the dancing in the theatrics and and just hear her sing. Well, I like the dancing in the theatrics, but can can you find can you a way both? to do both? And if you can't, then maybe we tone down the dancing in theatrics cuz it's for me it's more about singing the music. Le- and less about the, the show. visual circus that you're trying to perform for. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that's like Billy Joel, you know, Billy Joel, who just oh. wrapped up his residency at Madison Square Garden. I mean, that guy, you know, you go to a show, he sounds older for sure. I think he's got it. I think that goes through July. Oh, does it? I think it does. And he's got another a couple of shows with, oh, with Stevie? Um, Stevie Nicks and he's doing a couple of shows with Sting. But I respect mm-hmm. him for still staying oh, true God, to his yeah. voice, you know. He's so great. I'll never it's still great. going to Billy Joel shows. Yeah. But like, but can he, you imagine if Billy Joel and Elton John started that again? Li- no, I was going to say lip sync. Oh God, yeah, yeah. But they're not dancing. Uh, they're not doing. They're playing piano, yeah. right? But, so you don't go for the singing; you go for the, the dancing. The entertainment part of it. Yeah. You know, I already know the words to all the songs. Right. I know she sound. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I like the entertainment part of it. Like, what that's is the just theatrics a, on the stage? That's yeah. just the difference in. I think that's a generational difference in people who go to a concert. You know, they want to hear the artist mm-hmm. as opposed to watching a dog Bang. and pony show. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ideally, if you can get both. Yeah, that's the best. It's awesome. That's the best. Hmm. So Bryce, or I'm sorry, Billie Eilish, I'll start with her, was seen talking to Kylie Minogue and criticizing the amount of TikTok stars that were in attendance at the People's Choice Awards on Sunday. <laughs> and uh, one of a content creator, Bryce Hall, I guess, heard about it. And he's all miffed, sarcastically apologizing for not acknowledging Billy's greatness and bowing down to her. <laughs> like, you weren't even referenced. <laughs> Why are you even inserting yourself in the conversation he also told her to hate on people's choice because they're the ones that personally invited him and the others and that he's disappointed because he was a a billy fan i think they meant to write they uh-huh. misspelled that and won't be able to use her music anymore yeah sad so that makes me sad <laughs> well, we all know how David Letterman feels about it. Yes, we do. Thought about that yesterday a few different times. It's a big fat sham. <laughs> I saw like someone was being interviewed about being there, and all I could think of is, "It's a sham, man." <laughs> David Letterman. It's a sham. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? How you know social media stars are starting to make their way into the Hollywood scene. I got no problem. I mean, a star is a star. It doesn't I mean, matter what platform. Yeah. yeah, if you're on TikTok and you have more followers than the average Hollywooder. Which some of them do. But yeah, none of them were, were any of them nominated for anything. Like, are they did just they there to promote they, it? Yeah, did they have an award for They probably did because TikToker? They, have a, they probably have an award for social media, but they, defi- they have awards for best reality show 
individual. Like Khloe Kardashian is one. Every right, year. I get that. Like, but what I'm saying is, are they inviting all these TikTokers to show up just because they want them to, to talk from the yes, probably. show? Yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's exactly why. Because you don't have enough substance or real celebrities to <laughs> attract an audience? Yeah. They need influencers. Yeah. No. I don't think they do have an award. Just I don't know. For TikTokers? <laughs> I'm sure they will get one, though. Best social yeah. media influencer or something like that. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the Peanuts... You are probably familiar with Charlie Brown's friend, Franklin. Yeah. Up until now, there hasn't been much of a backstory to his character. But now there's a new special. I couldn't tell you the backstory of any of the characters. You don't know anything Outside of any Charlie of Brown. And, yeah. <laughs> maybe Snoopy? Yeah, maybe. You know, there's a new special streaming on Apple, Plus, Apple TV Plus called Snoopy Presents Welcome Home Franklin. It's about how Franklin joined the group. All right, in case you didn't know, Franklin was the first black Peanuts character. Charles Schultz drew him in 1968 following a suggestion from a white female school teacher in Los Angeles. She wrote him a letter asking for representation for black kids following the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. So Charles took her suggestion, created a comic strip where Franklin meets Charlie at the beach. Then Franklin later made his animated debut in 1973 in a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Well, let's play the trailer. Hi, I'm Franklin. I've lived in a lot of different places. My family's always on the move. Making new... I've been a kid since 1968, and I haven't grown into adulthood. Friends can be hard. I'm Franklin Armstrong. My name is Charlie Brown. Hey, Franklin, what kind of music do you like? The godfather of soul, James Brown. You're not related, are you? I don't believe so. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah, meanwhile, some former Disney Channel stars continued their acting careers. Some became musicians, you know, some wrote books and some host podcasts. And then there's Bridget Mendler. Uh, You may remember her from Good Luck Charlie or The Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, yeah. I watched that one with my nephew. Well, she's on a new path into orbit. Of all places. Bridget and her husband have started a company called Northwood Space. She says, we have our sights on building a data highway between Earth and space. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask. Well, it says they want to make it easier to transmit data to and from space. Which, I guess, if you're up in the International Space Station or your satellite, I guess that's, that's important. And... I can't say this with absolute certainty, but uh, I bet a pretty penny that she's the only former Disney Channel star currently in this field. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah. That's great. (laughs) All right. I think that's all I've got. So Kate McKinnon reprises her weird Barbie character for an Oscars promo with Jimmy Kimmel. And she parodies her speech from the movie, offering Kimmel an Oscar or, well... Jimmy Kimmel, what'll it be? Will you go back to your normal Oscars night, sitting alone on the couch, scrolling TikTok and eating churros? Or will you accept the awesome responsibility of hosting the Oscars, taking on with it all the attendant expectations, pressures, and scrutiny? The choice is yours. The churro for sure, yeah. (laughs) 
No, man, you're supposed to... Why do all the beautiful dummies come to me for advice? The Oscars. <laughs> Live, Sunday, March 10th, at a new time on ABC. Who are white? At a new time? I'm still chuckling at the mayonnaise commercial. Yeah. Mail. Uh, Yeah. And happy birthday to Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo turns 21 today. Oh, look out. Nice. She was oh asked gosh. about her birthday plans recently on the red carpet. Here's what she had to say about that big milestone. I know it is a big birthday. Um, you know, I think I'm going to have a party with my friends and pop some champagne. You know, it's 21st. Come on. No Vegas? No Vegas. Not yet. Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say that. <laughs> Slow down, Olivia. Yep. I know. Very excited. I don't know what I'm going to do for my birthday, right. but I'm going to be in a Yeah. Brianna's birthday today, too. Oh, it is? is? It? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's a lot of good birthdays mm. today. Anything else on the E! News front? That's- this is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Carrie. Hey, good morning. Hey, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you? Great. How are you guys? Excellent. Fantastic. I got your headlines here. There are three of them. And if you can pick the real one, you're going to go to the Home and Garden Show. At Duke Energy Center, okay? okay? All right. Thanks. So is it a woman at Walmart teases man who has 17 items in the 15 or less checkout lane? Is it B, couple gets in shouting match at grocery store when husband wants to use the express lane and wife says they have too much stuff? Or C, a man brandished a gun after being confronted for having more than 10 items or less? I think I'm going to go with a, the Walmart. No, it's not Walmart. Oh, oh dang darn it anyway. It's actually the guy pulling out the gun. Oh, jeez. Okay. I know. Yeah, the next time you get annoyed at a store clerk for allowing someone to break the 10 items or less express lane rule, consider this. There is the possibility they're being held at gunpoint. Mm, yeah, take that into consideration. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you consider that? I eesh. Right? Uh, okay, here's what happened. A man named Jesse Garrett was checking out at a Schnucks supermarket in Missouri. Schnucks. Last Schnucks. Tuesday. And an employee confronted him. He was in an express lane for people who had 10 items or fewer, and he had more than that. But <laughs> rather than move, Jesse lifted his shirt and showed the employee a handgun in his waistband. As if to say, I'm armed, I'm bad, and I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> so the employee said, okay, backed off and called 911. Cops tracked the guy down. Uh, he was actually still inside the store. 
initially denied having a firearm, but the cops found a loaded gun stashed on a nearby store shelf behind some candy. Mm. Uh, then Jesse pretty much admitted to brandishing the gun because they got him on, on video. You know, there's cameras everywhere. And then he tried to play it off like he just, he was just being playful. He's just making a joke. Mm-hmm. He also admitted to lying about having a gun, but he said he had a good reason. He's a convicted felon, and he's not allowed to have a gun, which is why there he lied go. about the gun. Sure, oh, why, why didn't you say it. so? Yeah. Yeah. I love that he just put it on his store shelf, too. Yeah, that's... Like, are you going to go back and get it, buddy? Or are you going to leave that not. for the next guy looking for cotton balls? Like, what's And up? I'm sure it wasn't registered <laughs> to him. Yeah, uh, Jesse is facing at least two charges, unlawfully possessing a firearm and unlawful use of a weapon. Both are felonies. There you go. There you have like, it. if you threaten, what's the charge if you threaten someone with it? I don't Would that know. be aggravated menacing, menacing or something? Probably. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's 12 after 7, 13 after 7 now. Jeff and Jen, we got a classic second date update. You might have missed the first time around, but it's new to... This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Angela needs a second date update with a guy named Steven, and we're going to try to help her out. Hi, Angela. Hey, how are you doing? Doing great. Let's see if we can get your second date with Steven. Take us from the beginning. Thank Tell us how you. you met him and how the first date went. We'll go from there. So I met him on Match, and he's a great guy. I haven't had a date like this in forever. We went out to a really nice dinner, totally hit it off. I felt like it was the beginning of something really great. He has all the qualities I'm looking for. Employed. Employed. (laughs) Employed is big. Okay. It's amazing how important that becomes after you've dated somebody that's not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but also, like, employed in a job that he loves and he's passionate about. He has a car. He owns his own (laughs) townhome. He likes to travel. He plays freaking pickleball, which I do, too. I mean, it was all the important things for me. <laughs> like, oh, I love this. Has a car and a job. And a place to I live. Know. I mean, your checklist <laughs> is legit. No criminal record. It's great. Wow. You have to be specific. You know, we laughed a lot. He flirted with me a lot. You know, we talked about all the kinds of things we could do together. There were so many signs that we were going to, you know, get together again. Like, not just have another date, but like this was going to be something great. It was one of those dates where as soon as I got out of my car and left, I called my sister and I told her I was getting a new boyfriend. So, which is random for me. I don't do that. So I'm, I'm really confused and bummed. And I text him a couple times, literally nothing back. So I'm hoping he'll pick up the phone for you. Mm. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to challenge you on any of this stuff because I'm assuming you've checked him out. So when you say he's a good guy, aside from the way he treated you, I mean, have we done a background check on this guy? Have we looked into him, done a little Google search, sniffed around? I mean, I haven't, like, hired a private detective, but I did do a Google search and a little background. I think it's I think it's a good thing just to do in general nowadays. You check so, that Facebook page to make sure that... Uh, oh, yeah. The minor uh, stalking. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. It's approved. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
how was it left? Did he kiss you goodnight? You guys end up at your we place did, or his place? No, we did the we did the really sweet like first date little kiss on the cheek. You know, I'm I'm also a bit of an old fashioned girl. I'm not the kind of person who personally likes to you know take someone home at the first date. So he was really sweet. He was really respectful. But we're standing there on my porch, you know, talking for a really long time, and then it was sort of hard to pull ourselves away, kind of a thing. That's nice. Hey. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll call Stephen and see what he thought of Angela and his date with her. And if there's any chance of these two getting together again, a second date update continues next. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Stephen had this great date, nice dinner, great guy, doesn't seem to be an a-hole. He's got a job, car, his own place. He's got that going for him. Yeah. That's not nothing. He seems like an mm-hmm. outstanding human. Yeah. yeah. Was in no hurry to leave the date, even though they didn't sleep together. Would you have if he would have made a move? No, no and that's just, it's just a personal thing for me. It's not something that I enjoy doing on a first date. I'm a little old-fashioned, but right. um, yeah, that's just that's just me personally but certainly was potentially looking forward to it in the future yeah (laughs) yeah but if he's not responding to your calls then chances are we're not going to get there so let's try to figure out why he's not responding to your text or phone calls you ready to call him yeah thank you for your help (laughs) yeah Hi, Stephen. Yes, it is. It's Jeff and Jen, along with Fritch and Tim at Q102. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Everything all right? Quick welfare check. Everybody good? I'm okay. Yeah, good morning. A little tired, but you know. Hi, Stephen. I'm doing okay. You got a few minutes? What's this all about? Well, we talked to an admirer of yours. We spoke with Angela, who you went to dinner with recently, and she had a lot of great things to say about you. Oh, no, I've heard about these before. They never go good for the guy. That's not true. <laughs> that isn't true. Second dates happen. This could be the one. Yeah, this could be it. Unless you know something we don't. Well, I mean, she's a great girl. I just don't think it's going to work out between us. You sure about that? Because you didn't seem like you were in any hurry to leave that night. Well, I mean, I was just kind of giving it my all the first date and all, but she's just a little too independent. Too independent. I mean, she goes off and does stuff by herself all the time. Hiking, biking, kayaking, dinner, concert, all by herself. I, it's just well, yeah, because she's not with anybody, right? She's probably looking for a partner or someone you do those things with, no? It, it seems like she's just perfectly happy on her own. Is that a bad thing? Well, yeah, when we talked about it, she really said she really likes her freedom. So that kind of... Gave me, you know, some uneasy feelings. Meaning what? You don't think she wants to be in a relationship at all? Or she just likes doing things on her own without necessarily having a partner there with her? Well, yeah. At any time, she could just be, you know, comparing me to not just another guy or something, but also the fact that she doesn't even need me. And 
she could be on her own. Well, think about it this way. She's off doing her things, so when she sees you, she's got some cool stories so you guys can discuss and have stuff to talk about. Yeah, and that gives you opportunities to go hang out with your friends. It is the perfect time for you to do all the things that she doesn't like doing. I mean, you know, like the buggy trips that Scott goes on. I'm like, <laughs> right. babe, I, you absolutely, you go do your thing. It's just not for me. So Steven, you don't you're... have friends that you'd like to go do things with? When you're in a relationship, you just want it to be you and her all the time together, doing stuff, doing everything together? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely at the beginning, you know, yeah, I don't want to, you know, I've just been down this road before, you know, she's just a little too independent and I'm always going to be second guessing myself when I ask her out and what? you know and then if she goes somewhere else and wants to do something else I'm going to be offended by it you you're know, not I, that insecure when, Steve. I was yeah. gonna say the I mean, same no thing. offense I'll take this the wrong way but I don't believe you're that needy are you no I mean I don't I don't think I'm insecure I just don't want to be with someone who's essentially an island you know someone that's going to be able to go off and do things by themselves and and not, you know, put our relationship first. I want to be with someone who puts our relationship first and wants to be with me. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Wholeheartedly. Okay. <laughs> Can, we want to bring Angela into the conversation because we got her on the line. Angela, you still with us? Yeah. What what caused him to walk away with this impression? Like, what do you, did you say that left him with the impression that you don't want to do couples stuff i'm kind of really perplexed because i mean we just we talked about you know things that we enjoy doing and obviously it came up that i'm not in a relationship at the moment and he did ask me a few times like so who are you doing these things with and i'm like oh i just you know i'll go do it alone and just you know have fun and spend some me time and i i i'm really confused by this reaction because the thing is like sure i'm happy alone but that's exactly how it should be. Like, I don't need a man to complete me. Like, I'm already complete. I'm not, like, desperate to get in a relationship because I'm drowning without a man. But I would think that that's how you would want a woman to be. Like, I don't, yeah. like, desperately need you because I need a boyfriend. Like, I choose to be in a relationship because I like you and I want to be with you and I want to spend time with you because – I'm choosing it, not because I'm desperate. And just because I go and do things alone doesn't mean that if I don't find somebody that I want to do those things with, that that won't then, you know, clearly be the priority. So so would you call yourself a feminist? What? I was going to mention it earlier, but it kind of sounded like maybe he wanted his woman to be at home in the kitchen. Yeah, it does feel like that. I didn't want to be that guy, but I was kind of picking up on a little of that earlier. I don't know. I feel like I'm very similar to her. Like, I want to have my own time and do my own things, and I feel like that's what guys want. Most of them want you to have your own time to do your own thing. Because they want to do their Be- own thing. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm totally not that girl to have an issue with, like, if you want to go out and have, like, guys' night. And likewise, if I, I don't know, want to go hiking or something and that's not your thing, I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to be pressuring you to do something that you don't want to do. It's like, okay, cool. It's not your thing. I'll go take a hike. You go, you know, hang out with the guys, and then we'll go, you know, have dinner and a movie, and it'll be great. But yeah, in answer so to your question. In my experience, is that's just going to lead to conflict where it's going to be this constant battle of, uh, is this genuine? Is it not? Would she rather be would somewhere you, would else? Would you prefer, would you prefer, now? Would you prefer a clingy girl who like literally won't let you do anything alone? 
and drags you along. Yeah, I guess I would at this stage of my life. <laughs> if you want to call it clingy, I want someone that's going to be on board for the relationship. Full on. That's exactly that's exactly what I am. But I am because I'm choosing it, not because I'm desperate to be with any guy that'll have me. And if by feminist, by the way, you mean an intelligent, capable, independent, complete woman, then yeah, I'm a feminist. I love her. Yeah, gotta go. It's been real, bro. Yep. (laughs) Listen, man, my wife, Kristen, is Angela in the sense that she would love to include you. If you want to join, would love to have you. The more the merrier. But if you can't Mm -hmm. make it, she doesn't need another person to validate that experience. She's doing it. Yeah. She's going. Yeah, pretty cool. She's not afraid to go to a restaurant by herself well, see, or go to a concert by herself. And that's something yeah. that I think comes, that confidence in doing that comes with age. And the fact that she's, like, doing all of that stuff right now. I never would have, when I was dating, gone to eat by myself. But she's doing all of that now. Except yeah. weddings. She does drag me to weddings. <laughs> <laughs> she does make you go. I'm but sorry to that. We do get to drive separately, and I can leave whenever I want. That's right. But <laughs> it's always a negotiation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So right. it doesn't Wanting look like different this. things. Yep. Yes. Yes. Well, Stephen, thank you for taking the call. Thank you. Sorry. Best of luck to you. It's all good. Rather find out now. Angela, appreciate you putting yourself out there. Yeah. Well, thank you for your help. I appreciate it. This is definitely not what I was expecting. No, nor us. <laughs> well, the sad thing, though, is there's a lot of guys that kind of feel the same way. So it kind of feels like damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, I guarantee if I were one of those clingy girlfriends, I wouldn't be hearing back because I was too clingy. It's yeah. like, you know, right. nothing you can do to win. Yeah, no, I mean, there are those guys, too. And Stephen didn't really indicate this, but, like, God forbid you want a night out with your girlfriends. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that he wants to have guys' nights out with his guys yeah. in a relationship. I guarantee he does. No doubt. Well, best of luck to you. Not that you're going to need it. Well, thank you. And I really appreciate your support. It, it was very sweet of you. Always. You're yeah. going to be just fine. We're here. You keep it up, girl. Thank you. Okay. All right. We need a little help with the second date update. All you got to do is send us an email, Jeff and Jen, at WKRQ.com. Uh, hey, Jeff and Jen, my daughter Emma and I listen every morning, and today is her 23rd birthday. Happy birthday, Emma. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Emma. Happy birthday to you. Uh, let's see. Patricia says, when I was her age, someone wished me happy birthday on my birthday on Q102. And it made my whole year. Oh, look at that. How sweet. Love you guys so much. Love you, too. Thank you, Patricia. Happy Mm -hmm. birthday, Emma. Yep. That's great. Okay, 7.30. Coming up. How much would you pay someone to do your daily chores? Oh, God. Daily chores? Oh, God, yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we have a woman come in every other week. No, I want something coming in daily and loading the dishwasher and unloading the dishwasher and doing the laundry and daily. picking up and, yes, scooping litter boxes. Good Lord, would I love someone to come and <laughs> scoop my litter well, boxes. No. That's what my aunt says. My aunt's always like, I don't want people to come in and clean the house. I want them to come daily and clean the clutter. Like, yeah, she doesn't come mind. take care of stuff. Yeah, it's just putting things back where they belong that she hates. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that story coming up plus movie theaters are pretty filthy we're going to tell you what spots you most need to avoid as we kick off your news that didn't make the news this is the jeff and jen morning show on q102 
seven things that are more expensive at Costco. And those filthy spots you want to avoid at movie theaters. It's Tuesday, the 20th of February of 2024. We are Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, let's start off with those daily chores. How much How much are you worth the time you spend cleaning, and what would you pay to have someone else do it for you? Man, I'm telling you, if, there were, if I had the kind of money that it would require to have a full staff of people, I would hire them <laughs> to take care of all of that stuff because I just have so many other things that I want to do. Would rather be doing. Yes. Yes. Yes, in the middle of winter, it can feel like all you do is work. There's the job that you get paid for, mm-hmm. and then there's the busy work that you don't get paid Correct. for. Correct. Well, a new survey asked people to put a price on all the chores they do, both around the house and out running errands. Mm-hmm. And the average person says they value it at one hundred thirty-four dollars per day. How are they breaking? Do they break it down? Do we cut? You know, is it X amount of dollars for laundry for yeah. dishes? They, vacuuming. They don't break it down. All right. So just $134. But if you take $134 a day, that's almost $2,000 per two-week pay period. Yeah. Because, as you know, chores do not stop on the weekends. True. And it would come out to almost $50,000 a year. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that seems high or low to you. I suppose if you do a lot of work, you might feel like it's undervaluing your time i want to send this to scott and be like look at this my <laughs> i'm other, making a proposal somebody's <laughs> getting an allowance yes, my other full-time job hello yeah so chores that could be anything they could be cleaning the house they could be running errands they could be going to the bank yes, oh my god i would love it cooking driving yeah, the kids yeah. to school making yes. sure they get to practice That's shopping for be groceries my does the kids activities it. get involved in that yeah they it drive them around to be like seventy five thousand. so really and you start doing that that's pretty cheap if yeah. you start including all the driving around i mean you could easily hire somebody to do stuff for you seven eight hours a day oh, when you yeah. start including the kids running around so that would be cheap so there you go you if you were to I mean, if you could, not everyone can do this, but in the households that could pay family members a decent wage to handle these tasks and then charge them for all the rides and errands that you run for them, mm-hmm. like no one's going to get rich, but it, it could promote more balance and appreciation within the household. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Send, send me the link there, buddy. I'm going <laughs> to forward that along. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Uh, let's talk about how hard people work day to day. An annual study says the hardest working city in America is, of all places, Washington, D.C. Oh, it's those politicians there just constantly just just grinding, grinding, grinding. (laughs) Let me tell you. Now, Washington, D.C. is a city that involves a lot of other people who don't necessarily work in politics or government. They have real jobs. And they probably work very hard. I imagine they work very hard at their jobs. Um, Well, obviously, if they're the hardest working city. D.C. beat all the other hardworking cities, which didn't have to overcompensate for all the slackers at the Capitol who don't get anything done. For the study, WalletHub 
compared the 116 biggest cities in the U.S. using 11 key metrics. And here are those key metrics. Employment rates, average work week hours, volunteer hours, percentage of unused vacation time, and average commute. Now, I can tell you that my stepdaughter, who lives in the district, who mm-hmm. lives in the District of Columbia, mm-hmm. is at work at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And she often is not even on her way home until 7 o'clock at night. Exhausted. She, and does she, she like it, though? I mean, is she, like, digging it? Or what's driving her? She and her husband, who also works very hard, they sort of feel like this is just what you do. This is the stage of your life where... You, you just you burn the candle Hunker at both ends. You can sleep when you're dead kind of thing. Okay. Is that five days a week? She's working 12 hours a day, five days a week? Yes. Wow. And she does a lot of traveling, too. Like, she's got a territory in New York, one in Orange County, California, and another one in the Miami Beach area. And so each week, she'll start off, like, she'll hop on the train. She'll go to New York. She'll spend a couple days there. And then she's got to hop a flight, go to Orange County. And then usually by then it's the end of the week. She'll go home, and then her next trip is to Miami, and then it starts all over again. She's back to New York, and she does this constant triangle. Mm-hmm. And if she's not on the road, then she's in the office across the Potomac yeah. working. Dang. And they're exhausted. So sure when they have time off, like, they want to party, man. They want to travel. They want to – you'd think they'd want to sleep, but – Nah, they're young. Party, party. Plus, <laughs> they get all that money working overtime. Yeah, no right. <laughs> and it's the same thing with all their friends. You know, they all kind of have the same philosophy. That's just, that's that's the culture. Yeah. That's their culture. Uh, so based on that, based on those metrics, the average work week hours, the volunteer hours, percentage of unused vacation time, and average commute, that's the other thing. Is they They have, like, precious little... Uh, vacation time compared to, say, us, you know, those of us who have worked here. for haven't accrued it yet. We, we've got 20 years of seniority yeah. under our belt, so we've earned a few more weeks. Uh, I think they're working with, like, two, maybe three. Oh, wow. Yeah. Probably two, I bet. But, I bet you're right when you said two, if they're new in their job. Right. But I think they also hang in there. Part of the reason why they hang in there and they're so driven is because they get these, like, massive performance bonuses, too, at the end of the year. Yeah, mm. that's why. But based on that, the 10 hardest working cities in the country are D.C., followed by Irving, Texas, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Virginia Beach, Anchorage, Alaska, Norfolk, Virginia, Dallas, San Francisco, Denver, and Austin, Texas. There are actually nine Texas cities in the top 20. Wow. Yeah. The laziest city in the country is Burlington, Vermont. (laughs) You're going to say Burlington, Kentucky. I was going to be like, what? We're going to take it out on the hardworking employees of the Burlington Coat Factory. (laughs) I'm kidding. Detroit's probably on the list, too, right? For laziest, it usually is. Is it? Oh, is it? That's funny. They're Uh, always on a list for something, it feels like. At the bottom. Yeah. Uh, By the way, the Burlington Coat Factory was founded in Burlington, New Jersey, just saying. (laughs) Uh, No, Detroit was the second laziest, Tim. This is not a joke. Followed by (laughs) Buffalo. That always is. Followed by Buffalo? Yes. I always think, man, everyone I know in Detroit that I grew up with, they were some hard-working you-know-what. And then it yeah. always shows up as the laziest city. I'm like, Followed does make sense? Followed by Buffalo, yeah. New York? So let's look at it on a world scale. Uh, overall, by the same metrics, they say the average U.S. worker puts in 1,811 hours per year. 
we beat Japan for the first time. What? 204 hours more than the average in Japan. And probably less surprising, 279 more than the U.K. and 470 more than Germany. Oh, wow. Yeah. A little more about the work-life balance in Europe. But America is not the hardest working country. That is actually Colombia, where they work more than 2,400 hours per year. And Mexico is second hmm. at 2,226. Wow. As Tim will tell you from all the people who are waiting <laughs> on him and Chris, hand and foot. Yeah. yeah. They do have interesting <laughs> schedules there, though, because we'll, we ask them, because I've been to some of those resorts, mm-hmm. and we'll ask them, like, what is your schedule like? And they work seven days a week for six weeks, and then they get, like, ten days off sometimes or something like that. And then a lot of them stay on the property, and then because they don't live there, they live, like, hours away. Oh, wow. So they have to take a day to get home and a day to get back to and from wherever they're working. Wow. You know, yeah. we, one of our favorite things to do is to just watch people and mm-hmm. just give them names over the course of the week that you're oh, yeah. staying at the resort. And we, there was this this towel guy that was, like, cleaning towels up and cleaning the chairs around the pool. And we would see him at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then we'd see him at 9 p.m. The Doing whole the day, thing. so yeah. like it's like there's gentle towel guy because <laughs> he had this look of this look about him that he was just like this nice gentle guy, mm-hmm. just doing hard labor all day yeah. long. And they do, man. I mean, they're out there early in the morning, cleaning, cleaning, cleaning everything, getting everything washed, ready. That's they work hard. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, movie producers these days are, I mean, they're always trying to put more butts in movie theater seats. Uh, even more so now than ever. And as you can imagine, those butts in those seats are not always clean. New study looked at the top bacteria hotspots in movie theaters. Found the average seat has 1,864 colonies of bacteria. Colonies. That is 14 times more than your average toilet seats. Ew. <laughs> Now, when you worked in the movie theaters, how often did they clean the seats? We we never cleaned the seats. I mean, we cleaned the floors, we, or we had to sweep the floors basically. But it didn't. The floors didn't get mopped until we closed, and then the, the cleaning crew would come in overnight, mop Every the night. floors. Yep. But throughout the day, like during working hours, we were constantly sweeping the lobby after every show change because there'd be popcorn mm-hmm. all over the mm-hmm. lobby carpet. And we'd have to pick up, you know, trash and do a quick sweep of the theater in between shows. But mm-hmm. it didn't get like a any kind of deep cleaning. Yeah. But do they? But you would go into the theater and mop all the aisles. The cleaning crew would mop, yeah, every bit of the. Or we're I supposed just to be remember mopping. how sticky some theater floors would be. You know, you would walk and yeah. you would, your shoes would stick and it oh, would make yeah. that sound, you know, <laughs> that's all. Oh, and oh, it would remain oh. so until the cleaning crew came in that night. Yeah. So the best time to go would be like that first show when it was relatively, relatively yeah. clean. Uh, but one spot that was even more disgusting than the seat itself are the cup holders. Cup holders had an average of 2,396 colonies of bacteria, which is 18 times more than a toilet seat. Now, the good news is most of the bacteria that we're talking about here is pretty harmless and not the kind that makes a lot of people sick. 
And even though those numbers may seem high, your average kitchen sponge is actually way grosser than that. Oh, okay. Gross. Wonderful. Yeah. So I am, I'm weird in the sense that I'm uncomfortable in those theater seats. Like when you go to one of those uh, the theaters that have ones? like the recliner ones really? with the, the vibration and the heater, I, I'm uncomfortable and I don't like them. Really? For Why? two reasons. I love them. One is I can't, like I want the back up a little straighter. And two, in the seated position, like as high as it'll go, it's like it's too long for my legs, but it's not short enough. Like if I extend it out, I don't fit these seats. Gotcha. Uh, And part of it could be that I have like a long torso and short legs. Yeah. Um, But I just like... I just like being engaged. Like when I go to a movie theater and I'm trying to immerse myself in an experience. You lean into it. I I do kind of lean into it. Like I'm sitting back in the chair, but I just, I want it upright. I want to be level, sort of level, kind of level with the screen. Okay. I'm. I know I'm weird. Like yeah. That. Yeah, but People I was at the like, movie. Always theater. have to be different, Jeff. <laughs> no, and I hate and I hate the ones where they come and they take your order because it's such oh, a yeah, distraction. Yeah, yeah, I don't like those either. I was at the movie theater Friday, and um, this girl walked in with a pillow and a blanket, like she brought her own, and nestled right on in to watch the Bob Marley movie, and I was like. That's I've never seen that's anyone. an idea, but I've never seen anyone carry. <laughs> excuse me, carry in their own um, blanket bedding. and pillow, or yeah. being allowed to bring it in. I don't know. It seems kind yeah. of. I try to bring in a pack of Oreos, and they oh, you yeah. know tackle me to the floor. <laughs> I guess they're not checking you. I don't know. Hmm. People like to get comfy in there. Uh, what else? I didn't know this, but. The Navy used to ban sailors from using their pockets. I didn't know that. No. But it's a new era. And today, in 2024, a Navy sailor can now have one hand in their pocket. Huh. The Navy has lifted its ban on sailors putting their hands in their pockets which is a major win for sailors who never know what to do with their hands. (laughs) But a service memo says, quote, sailors are authorized to have hands in their pockets when doing so does not compromise safety nor prohibit the proper rendering of honors and courtesies. They also announced a few uniform changes, including the return of the female combination cover, also known as the bucket cover. Those who are retired in 2018, I guess, to make the uniforms more unisex. But since then, female sailors have been asking for them to be brought back. Sounds like it's an optional thing. Okay. Uh, Also, women can now wear fake eyelashes or eyelash extensions as long as they project a natural appearance and are no longer than 14 millimeters in length as measured from the eyelid to the tip of the eyelash. There will be a measurement. Good, because yeah, some of those. No, 14, yes. <laughs> some of them are like. Uh, You're in violation, oh sailor. <laughs> Fans on I watch <laughs> some of these college basketball players. They have the really long ones. I don't know how they do it with all that sweat dripping off their face and just the, it just. You remember the time when you and I went in drag to, uh, what was that, Shooters yep. downtown? Yeah. 
and they put these fake eyelashes on me. Uh-huh. The only the thing that I remember about that is how heavy they were. I mm-hmm. could barely open my them. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had other issues going on that night. Well, that's too. true too, but <laughs> But I never imagined they'd be heavy. Yeah. Oh, you can feel them. You can feel And that sure. you have to conscious like you have to really make an effort to open your eyes. Yeah. I love Of course, them, those though. were obnoxiously large, but They were fun. Still. They were I had them for a while, but then I, my eyes, I started having a reaction to the glue or something. That happens a lot yeah. with yeah. people. Plus, it's like the how meticulously they have to put them on because you were getting extensions that were like individual yes. on your eyelash. But some people just do the ones that are like a strip going across. Right. And I think sometimes it just, you know, irritates your little eyelash pore yeah. there or whatever. Mm. Yep. I just stop wearing them because I have to wear glasses all the time. When you have your glasses on, you can't have long lashes. All right, you can save a lot of money by uh, shopping. Like if you're, when we lived in California, we were uh, members of the Price Club, which I don't know, was that related to Sam's? Was that the same thing? Price? Price Club. It was just called Price Club. It was like Costco, but that's where we would go. We were members. We had like uh-huh. a family membership and we would buy everything in bulk and then it would take us a year and a half to go through and finish oh it all. God, what was the other place? There was a place called Pace for a while. Oh. That was eventually. Bought by Sam's Club. Jeff, this says that Price BJ's. merged Don't with Costco. Jewelry. Oh, Price Club Loofs. merged with Costco. Hmm? Loofs? No. Service merchandise? Yes, service merchandise. There used to be on when I'm all Man, we used Florence. to go to that all the time. A lot of glass cases. Bit, like yes. TVs and jewelry and stuff. All kinds of stuff. Uh, here are seven things that might cost less than at a typical grocery store for instance milk wait that makes no sense to me oh okay no not everything is a deal at costco that's what it says not everything is a deal at costco yeah yeah seven things that'll cost less if you buy them at a normal grocery store yeah milk the national average is around four dollars a gallon at costco but often you'll find it three dollars or less at your typical grocery store. Oh, wow. That's a significant difference. Yes. Uh, bread. The supermarkets have more sales in general, including buy one, get one deals. So buying a big double loaf bag at Costco might not really offer that much savings, especially if the second loaf ends up spoiling. Yeah. I mean, unless you're Good making point. mass quantities of Sammy's. Yeah. No way you're going to go through that much bread. You got to be careful. When we were doing the Airbnb stuff, we had a membership to Costco just for getting like toilet paper and cleaning supplies and things like that. And some of some of them are really great buys. But I remember we bought a three pack of bleach and it was like seventeen dollars. Just grabbed it while we were there. And then I next time we were at Menards, they were a dollar ninety nine each. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, well, we're never buying that there again. Yeah. Plus, like when they put stuff on sale. You know, a lot of times if you have digital coupons and things like that, I mean, that's way less expensive than buying it in bulk. Uh, Bag salad, not a huge savings when you buy bigger bags of those. Plus, it's another thing that tends to go bad before you can get through it. Uh, Chicken breast, Costco sells them in in individually wrapped bags. So uh, on one hand, they are easy to freeze, but it's usually cheaper to just buy a pack of chicken breasts at the grocery store and just Put each one in a freezer bag yourself. Spices. Uh, let's see. They're, they are cheaper if you buy in bulk at Costco, but their flavor can dull over time. So you're saving money up front. But if you don't use up those big tubs fast enough, 
Yeah. Just the whole concept of this to <laughs> me is just. Well, if you have a really big family. Or if you have a you know, restaurant. You know, yeah. you're going to go, I need this much turmeric. Yeah, okay, like cool. I get if you're a restaurant. I did buy a, if the, I don't know how big it is, but I bought the everything bagel seasoning. Because, I love that. But because, but we use it on everything. Yeah. And so I felt like it was worth whatever I paid for it because it was huge. And, you know, I didn't have to keep going back and buying it over and over again. So that might be an exception. I canned soup is another one. Canned soup. It keeps for a long time in your cupboard, but you're better off waiting until they go on sale and stocking up at the grocery store. Ten for ten. And finally, cereal. Uh, another one that's cheaper at the supermarket, especially when it goes on sale. The three major brands are General Mills, Kellogg's, and Post. And stores usually alternate which ones they mark down. So just keep an eye out and be patient. But those are all things uh, that actually cost more huh. at Costco. So a friend of mine... From Italy, Laura was saying, and we were talking about like the size of the refrigerators in European kitchens, how they tend to be much smaller. And that's for two reasons. One is electricity is more expensive there. Okay. And two, the refrigerators are smaller because people tend to not keep as much stuff. Like they tend to shop every day for the food they're going to eat that day. And the reason for that is because they don't have... Uh, the chemical preservatives mm -hmm. and additives and all the the junk that right. Americans put in their food here, mm -hmm. but it, because of that it spoils quicker. So right. you've got to buy fresh and you got to eat it right away. Eat, eat that day, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe they do have a Costco or some equivalent yeah. of, but uh, I've never seen one. <laughs> it's a little before 8 o'clock. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Weather-wise, sunny skies, cold start, but a warm afternoon. We'll see you high around 55. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Hi, Karen. How are you? Good. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. We were Good just morning. debating off the air. I'll let Jen on a private conversation we were having how the uh, second date update ghost stories are going. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got, we've gotten some mixed feedback on it. Yeah. 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 So some people, you know, a couple people have pointed out that, you know, ghost stories are, are hard because unlike just going out on a first date with somebody you don't know all that well, mm -hmm. it's not as cutting. It's it's not the as rejection. hurtful. Yeah, as, it's deeper because those relationships are probably a lot longer. Right. And right, so that, yeah. that might be hard for some people to listen to, especially if that's yeah. ever happened to them before. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. then you got other people who are like, whoa, that was good. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Juicy. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, they're looking for an answer, but I don't, I don't think they're expecting the answer they get sometimes. Right. And the other thing with the ghost stories is that we've been so overwhelmed, like, we're never going to be able to do them all. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's yeah. so many. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and I was telling you guys last week that I, I I like it because it's bringing up personal feelings of 
oh my gosh, I I have ghosted people before that I totally forgot about. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. right. our, our we all have. I mean, like I didn't mean to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are people that but I, I did that I too. ghosted that yeah. I, you know when I moved away I that I really thought that I would stay in contact with. Yeah, and I didn't, and now I can't find them. Maybe for the folks that don't like listening to them, because it makes them feel a little ooh. Maybe this is the self-reflection. That's what you take out of it. That's what. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you have a phone call to make. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's try to win you $1,000, Karen. All right. Let's give it a whirl. We're going to open up this envelope. We're going to see what your letter is, and you'll have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with that letter. If you yes. do so successfully, you win the grand. All right. Okay. Let's see what we got here. You got the letter R, as in rejection. Jackpot today. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Of all the R words. Of all the R's. (laughs) Okay. Letter R. You got this, Karen. You do. You do. You all right, got all it, right. I feel the support. I feel the love. All right. Yes. Karen said she's played before, but it's been a very long time. So oh, I hope it? you're not. I can never get through. I hope oh. you're not today I was rusty. Welcome back. Welcome back. You can do it. All right. Here we go. 30 seconds on the clock, please. And I will not start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. So with the letter R, name something you pack in your carry-on bag. A uh, rugby shirt. Something you freeze. Rice. Something glass. Something what? Glass. Glass. Um, a railing. A liquid. Uh, pass. Something pink. Uh, rain boots. Something in a can. Rubber glue. Something in the kitchen. Radishes. A shoe brand. Reebok. A color. Red. <laughs> I'll give you red. Let's see. Reebok, red. So you got eight. Uh, You passed on four. A liquid rain. 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 I was thinking uh, raid. When you spray raid. Raid! (laughs) (laughs) Also, when you said something pink, I said rectum. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you did. Of course you did. Of course you did. Well, yeah. You think something glass. <laughs> <Rectum>. Oh, wow. <laughs> <sighs> well, I will keep trying. Oh, <laughs> keep at it. Maybe it's my medication. Rectum. I've never even <laughs> met him. <laughs> God. <Okay. laughs> it was nice talking to you, Karen. Bye, Karen. Have a good day. You guys have a great day. Love you all. Love, Love you, you too. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. <laughs> First. Ah. <sighs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Instant karma here on this story. They say the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. But do you really believe that? No, because there have been times as a customer I thought I was right, only to figure out later that I wasn't. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. 18-year-old... Anna Harsky works at a place near Indianapolis called Prime Car Wash. And she had a run-in this month with a customer who is very rude for no good reason. Okay. The woman had just pulled her car into the tunnel to get it washed. And Anna was pressure washing the driver's side doors. (laughs) 
when the lady rolled down her window and for whatever reason threw a cup of lemonade at her. Well, that's not very nice. No. It is not clear why the woman was upset, but Anna just reacted, didn't even skip a beat. While the window was still down, she just took the pressure washer, aimed it right at the woman, and blasted her in the face. Oh, my God, that had to hurt. That's <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And it's not just water. It's like soapy, soapy water. water, right? Oh, my God. And the whole thing only lasted a few seconds because the lady quickly rolled her window up, and Anna went back to washing her car, but a security camera got the whole thing on video. Oh, no. And uh, the car wash reviewed the video, and they sided with Anna. Wow. Yeah. So the woman and her boyfriend are now banned from coming back. Wow. Good for the car wash. Wow. Backing up their employee there. Yep. Okay. So speaking of rectums, <laughs> yes. this one's for you, Fridge. Thank you. Since you brought it up. I'm here. <laughs> this guy is six foot six, 250 pounds, and uh, he wears a kilt. Oh, no. Big guy in a skirt. How short is it? It's got to be short if he's really tall. I don't know. What's the... Well, don't they adjust the length based on... I'm sure. Don't they fit you for those? I don't yeah. know. I thought they were just like one size. Like guys, you know. I'm sure lengthwise. not. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. it's supposed to come down to your... What? Just supposed to come to your knee or below, isn't it? Uh, yeah, right about the knee, I, I guess. Anyway, a 60-year-old man named Mitchell Vest... He's the kilt guy. He is facing charges after he walked into two antique stores in Houston wearing a kilt and uh, shoving items up his, mm. up the no-go wow. hole. <laughs> and, then, wow. and then he put them back on the shelf. Oh, God. Really? What kind of items? Do I even want to know? Well, he did it with a makeup brush. Ah! And another item police described as a hardware piece. A oh, hardware no. piece? Yeah, whatever okay. that is. Then at the second store, he did it with an antique bottle opener and some sort of vintage tobacco can. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> All told, the four items were valued at just over $200 and had to be thrown out. Oh. Uh, what else? Employees also sanitize their other items just in case. Sanitize? I would just throw them out. What? <laughs> Remember when I was disgusted? That night. Oh, this, uh, is, this is the, uh, this is Susan, who's the antique gallery manager. Talking about what the cameras caught Mitchell Vest. Remember when I was disgusted that night? Uh, one of the dealers sent me a video that she had from a camera in her own booth. I think they've been in here before. The employees recognized them and said they were just, you know, the guy was really nice and she was nice, and um, they just shopped around for a few hours. What did they do with those products? They threw them away mostly. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> so gross. So if you're walking around and you just purchase something at that store and you hear this, don't you're going to take a look at it. Right. And go, Is this the, it. Look at the shape of it and go, could it have been? Ew, uh, no. Uh, Hardware piece. Too bad there's not like a black light or something that can pick that up. That up. You know? oh. It's been on a rectum. <laughs> well, it would probably pick up matter. 
Ew. It, would, it would. Remember so. when people were licking the ice cream? This That's immediately what I thought of. Do you remember that horrible, horrible yeah. social media trend? Yeah, let's people, put that idea back out there. No, they started. that's why they started putting the plastic film on, on top the of the ice, ice cream. cream. So oh, yeah. Because people were gross. Yeah. Yep. Well, he's facing charges for criminal mischief, and it'll be hard to deny he did it because there is security footage, as you heard Susan say. Oh, wow. Mm, What's the punishment for something like that? Jail? Yeah. Mm. What is the punishment for that? I don't know. What do you even call it? What is that? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty gross, though. Mm-hmm. You can't just think that he's going to learn better if you give him a fine. You know, he needs to do some serious something. Cleaning, maybe. By the way, for anyone who says that playing video games is a waste of time, in case you missed it, William Byron won yesterday's Daytona 500, and he admitted after the win that he is not your typical champion. I can't believe it, man. It's uh, This is incredible. I had a much different background than you know anybody in the sport growing up racing on iRacing on the computer. And to make it to the Daytona 500 to win the race is pretty amazing. So honestly, it hasn't really sunk in. It's the craziest race. I mean, we're two and three wide all day. It's, it takes everything you have. So it's pretty cool. Wow. What's the movie about gamers who end up getting into racing? That's right. I know what movie you're talking about, but I don't remember what Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. Yeah, that might be it, actually. Gran Turismo, where they learned how to drive in a video game and then they put them in real cars. Right. I think so. I never seen it. A gamer went behind the wheel more than a decade ago and turned into a race car driver. Gran Turismo. Yeah, it came Uh, out last year. It's a true story. It's uh, an American biographical sports drama film. Uh, it is based on, it's based on the racing simulation video game series of the same name developed by whatever, whatever. It tells the true story of a British teenager, Jan Mardenborough, a teenage Gran Turismo player who became a professional racing car driver. Hmm. Well, what do you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's, there you go. Uh, This is another Another situation, another case of someone graduating from gaming to doing it in doing real it world. In real world, I can see how you know all four of us. It, the muscle memory. I mean, if it's the same yeah. motion in the sim, it's like using a simulator. Oh yeah, for other things like if military uses. Four of us need to have a video game night. Oh, oh God. God! I'll make apps. No. Who's got? Who even owns the games? I have Dig Dug and Doctor Mario. <laughs> I, think I, have, I think I have a Wii. I think I have an old Wii. We could do Wii bowling. Okay. There we go. I I wasn't allowed to play video games growing up. My dad was one of those ones that was like, You're, "It's gonna warp your brain." Yeah. So we never got to play anything. I still don't know how to play. I don't know how the controller works. You know how like people mm-hmm. pick it up and they immediately go A B blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't even know how to do that. Wow. Crazy. Uh, let's see. CSI Vegas returned this weekend. Uh, man, that's that franchise is still alive and well. Can you believe it? That's crazy. It Re- is. Remember, that was the first one. CSI Vegas was the very, very first one 
that I remember watching. Which they just call it CSI, right? Yeah. I mean, it yeah. had, what's his name on it? And I can't remember. Oh, he was like the main maiden guy that was Grissom. Grissom? Yeah. Was that his name? Well, that was the character's name. Yeah. But he was awesome on that show. And I remember we, my dad was addicted to it. He loved it. And that was kind of like family TV for us back then. I don't watch them on the regular, but when my parents are over, my mom loves, loves CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fun to watch. What's Marg Helgenberg up to? Oh, yeah. No. She was in that, too. Good question. And then I remember CSI Miami was the other one that we would watch with Horatio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what happened to that guy? Well, I don't even know his name. That actor. And Lieutenant Dan was in it, right? Wasn't he, wasn't he in that? What was the one? Yeah, what? he took over for that guy. Yeah, yeah. LL Cool J, what was he in? He's what? in NCIS. That's NCIS. Okay, that's NCIS. He's in a different one. He's in a, He's in the naval part of it. Because <laughs> that one had how many It still does. Vanessa Lachey is in the NCIS Hawaii. Hawaii. NCIS Hawaii. Or Anybody C- seen an episode? Um, I watched the first episode. It was a crossover, I think, with Wilder Valderrama. Okay. And a bunch of people from the other NCIS shows came to Hawaii and had to do a bunch of stuff. Well, now they're introducing another spinoff. CSI. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. All right, guys, say hi to our newest Best Friends Club member. This is Corina Bowman from Finneytown. Hey, Corina. Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning, good morning. And welcome to the club. Yes. Thank you. That was awesome. Happy to have you. (laughs) Well, thank you. I woke up this morning with a a message, and I was like, I can't believe it, because I try to get through with the 1K letter of the day, but I got through with something. Oh. Well, and we're not always able to talk to all of our best friends club inductees, but we were glad we had a chance to talk to you and, yeah. and personally welcome you. Well, thank you. What's on the agenda today? What you got planned? I am back to work today. My uh, van got in a hit and run the day before Valentine's Day, and oh, I dealt geez. with that all last week. So. Oh, yeah. That's not fun. Yeah, no fun, no fun, but it's all getting taken care of, and um, yesterday was President's Day, so our office was closed, and today's like my Monday, so. (laughs) And it's always double up on those days where you get the three-day weekend. The day back's always like, ugh. Yes, going through the email, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and then I got double that because I was dealing with the hit and run stuff with the van and i didn't have another car so i had to wait to get one <laughs> well thank goodness you're okay and you weren't hurt yeah luckily nobody was hurt it wasn't me driving it was my other half driving and none of my kids were in the car so that's all good it's just the van that got destroyed on the passenger side uh graduated from nku recently Yes, I uh, graduated in December 2022 with uh, my business, uh, bachelor's degree in business administration management. 
And then of a few months after that, I got a new job. So oh, it worked wow. out too. Congratulations. Well, she left out the part where she graduated while working two jobs. Oh, my word. And oh, raising yes. five kids. Look at you. Oh, yes. my God. You have yes. five children? Serena. <laughs> yes, I do. Wow. How old are they? <laughs> uh, my oldest is my bonus daughter. She's 15. And then I have a boy who is 11, about to be 12. And then a, seven, or a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a six-year-old. Wow. Right. Oh, my gosh. How That's fun. A lot of kids. Yes, indeed. I had all four of them within five years. That's a lot of baby. Wow. <laughs> yes, it is. I had three of them in either pull-ups or diapers at one time. <laughs> you know what? Good for you. When you're in it, you're in it. Just stay in it. That's what I think. Yes. Have as many yeah, kids as you want when you can. Yeah, and then, then once they get to graduate, they get, like, out the door one at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. That's yeah. I do find it interesting that you've lived in Cincinnati your entire adult life and most of your childhood. However, you've only been to a very few handful of Reds games and only one Bengals game your entire life. My entire life, yes. Yep. I, just, I, um, I can't make fun of you because I lived in Florida for eight years, and I could count on one hand the amount of times I actually hung out at the beach. Really? Yeah. I, we went to the beach uh, often when we first moved down there, but then my mom didn't really like the beach as much, so we didn't go yeah. as often. And I lived anymore. in New York City for three years, and I never once went to the Statue of Liberty. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Really? Not once. While you lived there? And you lived right by there when you were there, right? Yeah, yeah. you could walk out my apartment and go down the block and around the corner. It was right there. (laughs) Wow. Could you see it from where you lived? Not from my apartment. I have to go outside and go around the corner, but from there I could see it. Yeah, the people Mm -hmm. who lived by, I lived on the fifth floor, but my friends Bill and Beth lived on the 27th floor, and they had a beautiful view of it. Awesome. Well, maybe we could get together at a Reds game if we could have, like, a best friends Reds game outing I think we should do something like that. We totally should. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I've only been to a couple. Maybe we could get Joe Burrow to hook us up with some tickets. (laughs) That would be awesome. That would be fun. Wishful thinking. Right? We can dream, though, yes. right? Right, right. right. <laughs> We're just happy Big to dreaming. have you in the club. Well, thank you. I'm so excited. So are we. And if you're a Jeff and Jen super fan, you want to join the Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club, we want to recognize you. So sign up now at WKRQ.com. Each day we select our best friend member of the day, like Corina. Jeff and Jen Best Friend Club, by the way, is brought to you by Jeff Ruby Culinary Entertainment and Mitchell Salon and Day Spa. Uh, each month we do a drawing, which means Corina is uh, in to win a $200 gift card from Jeff Ruby Culinary Entertainment and a $200 Mitchell Salon and Day Spa gift card. Very well, nice. So. Hooking you up. Hooking you up. Sign up now. WKRQ. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.